0: Live from the backstretch at Historic Saratoga Course. this is Racing Across America with Seth Merrow. Racing Across America is brought to you by Pinnell's Restaurant, a Saratoga tradition since 1922. 284 Jefferson Street, Saratoga, just minutes from the track. And the Clubhouse Racebook, 711 Central Avenue, Albany. When you can't make it to the track, make it to the Clubhouse Racebook.
1: Welcome to Racing Across America on this Friday morning. Seth Merrill live from Saratoga, as usual, right in front of Clare Court. We've had some horses working out. A gorgeous morning. Horses certainly have been appreciating it. I saw some horses that clearly were appreciating. They were up on their toes from the Jim Bond barn, walking back down uh, the street to his facility. Down. We'll have to have Jim in again. Uh, Jim and Tina typically get that because they're right around the corner. They're right by us every day. So it's like the neighborly thing to do to pull them in. But, uh, yeah, the horses have been certainly appreciating it. You will, too, if you want to head up don't forget t-shirt giveaway here plenty going on at the clubhouse race book today throughout the weekend as well if you can't make it up to the track so lots of opportunities on a uh, very good day as far as here on the program this morning he's in the house rich cristiano from adelphi racing club we'll talk about their partnership in a little bit also coming up jamie beg former assistant to uh, mark cassie but has been out on his own for a while we'll talk about his career as well but Happy to have our friend Anise Mount Pleasure uh, join us to kick off the show. Uh, Going back, well, it's been a few years now, and uh, Anise was one of the uh, interns for the Saratoga Special, had her in that year and and subsequent years, but now uh, heads up Amplify Horse Racing. And I mentioned in the previous show, if you're a young person interested in the game or if you know somebody, turn on the TV for them because Amplify is trying to bring young people into the game a little bit. Anise, good morning.
2: Good morning, Seth. Thanks for having me back. I feel like I've never left Saratoga. Every time I come on the show, it's like, did we ever leave, or is it just continuing on?
1: Uh, and again, I, I had you on. I was thinking this morning. I had you on when you were an intern here, and that was, and we'll touch on that a little bit, too. That was an interesting story because you're from North Dakota, and, and as a young person, you were involved in the game kind of intimately out there, uh in north dakota so we'll talk about that but i started thinking it was either the next year or a couple of years later um when i originally had you on you were in college and then a a year or two later you've done a a semester abroad and i want to say it was south america but i was remembering Mm. didn't your apartment overlook a racetrack right
2: yeah yeah the school (laughs) that i went to it was i was studying abroad in in viña del mar chile and I picked the university because I zoomed in on Google Maps and saw that it was actually on a hill overlooking the track. <laughs> and a, a very amazing story. I had um, this gentleman who almost became like a grandfather to me at the racetrack there, who would take me around and introduce me to all sorts of people. And uh, we actually reconnected this summer in Saratoga. Oh, no. He oh, was wow. here working Wild. for a trainer up here. so it's amazing it's a small world in horse racing
1: that's crazy and and you know you're down in South America and I know you speak Spanish and I, I didn't have this on my notes but it triggered uh, you do some Spanish language work uh, you know promoting the sport as well
2: yeah exactly so uh, it's very timely because we kick off our very first um, Breeders Cup and Espanol show tomorrow uh, covering the win in your in races, so we have five races targeted tomorrow. We're going to be covering the four-star Dave completely in Spanish on the social media channels of Breeders' Cup, so that's really exciting.
1: Very good. So if people go to the Breeders' Cup website, they'll be able to pick that up.
2: Yep, they should be able to find it on the website, I would think. But it's going to be streamed live starting at 5 p.m. on Breeders' Cup's Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook, so they Perfect. can definitely find us there.
1: Very good. All right, we we brought you in to talk a little Amplify horse racing, which you now. Uh, head up and, and before we get into kind of the, the beginnings and, and where you are now, just give us the mission of Amplify.
2: Yeah, so the mission of Amplify is simple. We want to get youth and young adults introduced to the thoroughbred industry and started on a pathway to further involvement, whether that is a career or just being a more educated fan. Maybe they want to become an owner. Maybe someday they want to, you know, handicap the races. Whatever their interest is, we're here to provide that first step through mentorship and behind-the-scenes experiences. And
1: what was the impetus? What what brought you to, to formulating uh, Amplify Horse Racing?
2: Yeah, I'd say a, an important component that went into it was both myself and my co-founder's backgrounds came from very far away from racing. So we had to both navigate this roundabout pathway of emailing people and cold calling people and trying to piece together the steps that it took to eventually for both of us move to Kentucky and then go on to to many other things. So we wanted to streamline that pathway, create some strategic steps that really make sense for youth to take their first step to get involved and then also amplify other programs that are out there doing an amazing job.
1: Um, and you do that through a mentorship program, correct? Or at least that's part of the component yeah. of Amplify. You bring in uh, people who have been in the industry for a number of years and have plenty of experience in various aspects of the industry and, and team them up with some of the, the young folks who are interested.
2: Exactly. So we have a mentorship program. It's geared towards 15- to 25-year-olds, but we will take people beyond that age range as well. And it's really meant to be for you know a young person who maybe has very little experience in the sport. They're just getting started. They've, they've discovered horse racing, but now they don't know where to go from here in navigating the thoroughbred industry. And so for a lot of people who eventually go on to work in the sport, mentorship is a, is a big component of our journey. You touched on me working for the Saratoga Special. Their team, you know, they were all fantastic mentors to me. So we want to make that process as easy as possible. Mentors and mentees fill out a, an extensive application so that we can you know, pair them as uh, successfully as possible according to what that young person wants to learn. And then they work together over the course of three months to develop basically an education and training plan. So we're always in need of mentors. If anybody wants to become a mentor, Come to me. There are some steps to do, you know, to um, to actually get involved. But I would be happy to share those steps. with you.
1: And, and as I say, uh, we're talking about all aspects. Uh, you know, you talk about the, the yeah. Clancy brothers and Tom Law and whatnot on the media mm-hmm. side. But uh, you know, I'm assuming backs backstretch kind of people and, and administrative people over on the front side as yeah, well.
2: Yeah. Yes, exactly. You know, we a, a big area where we need more mentors is um, equine veterinary medicine. You know, there's a big shortage of equine vets right now. And so we do have a lot of young people who have applied to our program with an interest in becoming a racetrack vet or working in the thoroughbred industry in some capacity as a vet. So we're always in need of vets. Um, we had a young lady apply to our latest intake who's, who's interested in um, working with machinery. So it can really, really vary everything from you know accounting to law to hands-on work with horses, aftercare. You know our our mentees who apply, it never fails to surprise me the random niche aspects of the sport that they're interested in learning about.
1: Yeah, I, I, and talking to people over the years, I've found that a lot of people just don't think and understandably so i suppose they go to the racetrack and they think horses oh so if i i love the sport but i don't Mm -hmm. really necessarily want to be a trainer or but but it's it's a business as well and as you uh, alluded to there are accountants and there are media people and so whatever Mm -hmm. your interests are you can tie it into the horse racing game
2: exactly you know i have friends who've come from the most roundabout pathways to get into the sport i have one friend who's an english major i don't know how much she actually uses that degree in racing now but she's an assistant trainer very successful and so you know you just anybody can get into this sport from any avenue it's just how you want to piece together that pathway and determining what you want to do with it and we were
1: talking before you sat down and last night i pulled up uh, some clips of a video that were on your website Of one of the uh, tours you have Mm experienced Saratoga tours and when you sat down I said are there still openings because I know they're very popular I saw uh, you and uh, one of the tour groups uh, in the paddock maybe two or three weeks ago and everybody has a big smile on their face a lot of fun particularly up here at Saratoga to to get the the inside look that you give but explain the uh, the experienced Saratoga tours and uh, again with uh, open dates still available
2: Yeah, so these are a good example of us trying to amplify an existing initiative because Naira already does amazing trolley tours of the backstretch. So we had approached Naira several years ago and said, hey, we'd love to uh, expand on this and create a more student-focused, career-focused tour that uh, really lines up a lot of speakers for young people to create connections. Uh, So they're really geared towards, I'd say, students, educators. We do have, uh, you know... Plenty of racing fans that come along that just want to learn more. But we start out in the morning. Um, they start out at seven o'clock, so we do get here bright and early. Um, we talk about aftercare. They learn about racetrack maintenance. They actually get to go out on the turf course, which is amazing. We Robbie Mitten, the turf course superintendent, takes them around. We go to a trainer's barn. You know, actually meeting the horses is, is you know the kids' yeah. favorite part. Um, So it's really, really comprehensive. We have a break for lunch where they're kind of free to sit down and rehydrate, and then we reconvene at the races to go in the paddock. Um, We talk about equine, biometrics, safety stuff, you know, some of those things that Naira's working on. We go in the silks room, we go to the racing office, uh, and then they we finish with a walk through the TV trailer, so they can actually see some of the live Fox Sports production of, you know, Saratoga.
1: I want to take the tour.
2: Yeah, please. You're invited. The next one, August 17th, Thursday. As you're
1: going through, I'm thinking, I haven't done some of that stuff. That yeah. All, that all sounds like a lot of fun. And, again, there's still some openings, and, and uh, I think we have the uh, the website address mm-hmm. uh, that, that folks can visit. And so if folks go there, they can learn more about Amplify, but also um, – click on uh, one of the links, and and if they, they're interested in the tour, uh, join the, the upcoming yeah. tours.
2: Yes, please. August 17th, Thursday, August 17th, and Thursday, August 31st. So those are our last two. We still do have some spots, and I would love to fill them up.
1: Um, talk a little bit about how Amplify has changed since you started it, uh, what you've kind of learned and, and how it has changed and grown, and what you see for the future.
2: Yeah, so I'd say when we were at the very, very beginning stages, you know, we, we were gearing it towards, like, how can young people who are already in race and maybe young professionals have more of a voice and do a better job of giving back to other young people right. that want to get involved? And now it's transformed into this space of we're trying to create more content for parents and educators to be able to utilize and looking ahead, thinking about how can we... Create a, a curriculum to accompany some of this amazing stuff that we're showcasing at the track, so that we can bring in educators that are located, you know, around racetracks to actually get their students to the track and realize some of the, um, you know, like how amazing this industry is and how much um, learning potential there is for these students. So even yesterday's tour was a great example. We had a, uh, a teacher that came with a group of students doing a STEAM camp, so science, technology, engineering, oh, nice. arts, mathematics. This was the last day of their camp, and then we had a, a family come from Vermont and another family from Connecticut. So parents far and wide and educators are seeing that this has so much you know, uh, educational value. So we wanna lean into that going forward and figure out now how do we scale, add a curriculum piece to this so that we can r- make racing even more accessible. Yeah,
1: excellent. Uh- and I also uh, just rummaging around the website yesterday saw, and I, I know you, you've been doing these for a while now, uh, the Hangout videos, and, and I think we have a graphic there of uh, one of the cover pages of the Hangout video. Talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, so we, you know, a big part of accessibility in racing is recognizing that not everybody lives close to a racetrack or a farm. Uh, and in fact, so from our most recent intake of, of mentees, um, we accepted 13 from 13 different states. So they, people come from far and wide, so we try to do a lot of virtual stuff. We have a podcast. Um, we're going to be kicking off the next season soon. We do these virtual, essentially online workshops for people to tune in and actually build their skills in racing. Uh, I'm excited to say we're launching a new website at the end of this month that's going to be bigger and better and even more educational and user-friendly, which we love. Very so good. So I'll just, like, tease that, watch for our new website coming up.
1: All right. We'll look forward to that. And, again, folks, you can check out those Hangout videos, which which uh, I saw the video version, but there's podcast versions yeah. as well. Yeah. So uh, that's a great way to keep connected also. And just before we let you go, I want to go back a little bit uh, because I have alluded to it. You're from Fargo, North Dakota. You've alluded to it. It's not necessarily the capital of horse racing. But, again, when we originally had you in here, you talked a little bit about actually as – Young person yourself, being a racing official out at the uh, with the North Dakota Horse Park.
2: Yep. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was such a great place to get started. And I have to say, I get major FOMO, like fear of missing out, when I come up here to Saratoga, and I can't be back during the race the race meet at the North Dakota Horse Park because, you know, I still have so many friends there that are near and dear to my heart, mentors. Um, I have a great friend who I keep in touch with, who who loves Saratoga, and he's actually never been before, and he really took me under my wing, when, or under his wing, when he was getting, when I was getting started at the horse park, and his really cool like side hobby is creating and painting miniature Travers canoes. Oh, cool. And so we need to get this guy <laughs> uh, to Saratoga yeah, 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 at some yeah. point, one of my dear North Dakota friends, Ryan Rochow. So, oh, that's hilarious. You know, I, we always, I, I keep in touch with so many people. I would love to go back, hopefully next and year. And again, as,
1: as a teenager, I get you were the director of communications, you were a clocker. and
2: Yeah, I, I did a little bit of everything. I learned how to exercise ride. I was working <laughs> as a clocker, helped with entries at a few different points, director of communications, Rolled out some youth educational stuff. Um, So, yeah, I guess that's next step goals is trying to get more amplified stuff to small tracks like the North Dakota Horse Park.
1: Well, it it is the perfect transition for somebody like you who got into it at a a young age to now bring these. It it all kind of comes full circle. And just before we let you go, I wanted to have you touch on as well because I've already had a couple of grads on. Tom Morley was on. And Alex Sawsville, who was in this year, the Flying Start program, Mm -hmm. local product. Uh, from down in Scotia, played some high school basketball, the yeah. team won a high school a championship, and now he's in Flying Start, and I had him in a couple of weeks ago talking about he's headed down to Australia and, and looking forward to it. Talk a little bit about your experience in Flying Start.
2: Yes, yeah, so I graduated in 2020, so my group, we were 2018 to 2020, caught the be- beginning of the pandemic, um, but it's, it's an amazing two years of being immersed in all facets of the industry in five different countries, and then you know our group ended up traveling to a couple more so uh, we also went to france and saudi arabia for the first saudi cup and uh, along with you go to england ireland australia dubai and the uae and um, and the u.s so it's been a blast we actually had our it's it was the 20-year anniversary of the program oh. starting this oh, wow. year so I went to the reunion in Ireland Oh, nice! and uh, it was great to see there were probably around 120 grads there and it was just an absolute blast nice. to see I didn't everybody. realize
1: it had been around that long yeah, but yeah it's a great yeah. program and a lot of the, the uh, graduates are notables in the industry certainly including our friend in East Mount Pleasure uh, uh, it's been fun, as I say. We had you in when you, you kind of made your, your first foray up to Saratoga. You and your mom uh, up here at Saratoga. And uh, it's been kind of fun to watch the progression. And, and congratulations yeah. on kind of moving forward in the industry. And Thank all the best of so luck with Amplify because I think it's a great project and a great organization. That, Thank As you, I Seth. say, I think pulling young people in the game is certainly very important. And if you are interested in the game, visit the website and uh, learn a little bit more. But we appreciate the visit.
2: Thank you so much, Seth. Have a great rest of your Saratoga. Uh,
1: and you as well.
2: Thank
1: you. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, Rich Cristiano is in the uh, house, Delphi Racing Club. We'll talk about that and more. Stay tuned.
3: Turn your love of racing into savings with equine discounts through the NTRA. Purchase through Equine Discounts and receive great savings on well-known brands like John Deere, Sherwin-Williams, Big Ass Fans, Farmers Insurance, and Office Depot.
4: Join thousands of other equine members and support companies that give back to the sport we all love. Call
3: 866-678-4289 or
0: visit equinediscounts.com to start saving today. Sometimes it pays to go with the flow, to check your worries at the door, to reconnect with your crew, to follow the thrills and the
3: flavor, to roll with it and see where it takes you, to enjoy every
1: minute to its fullest, and to dance like there's no tomorrow. You can do that here at Rivers Casino and Resort Schenectady, where the good times flow. No
0: matter where in the world you are, the excitement of wagering on horse racing is just a click away. You'll get live streaming, past performances, race replays, our virtual tote board, analysis and selections from professional handicappers, a simple, safe, and secure wagering platform. And best of all, you get track prices. CapitalOTBBet.com. Bet any place, any time at CapitalOTBBet.com. And be sure to download
2: our new mobile app from the iTunes Store or Google Play.
1: Welcome back to Racing Across America, as promised before the break. Joined by our friend, now, Rich Cristiano from Adelphi Racing Club. Rich, good morning. Good morning, Seth. And I wanted to start out, as I was driving in, I thought, Uh, I think we got to hear the... the rich introduction to a horse ownership story again, which oh, is of kind me. of hilarious. As you got involved with uh, West Point, some success right off the some some success that worked both ways because it was kind of success on the racetrack, and then some extra success. But you you were kind of not sure whether that's the kind you want. <laughs> it's a
3: it's a heck of a story that that really is. So um, I guess I came up here in '98 and uh, went to one of those seminars uh, that Toba sponsors, and it was excellent. Cot Campbell spoke and. Um, if you remember I was I was ready to write a check at the end of the seminar but my wife calmed me down and said yeah do it the right way do your research so I did I interviewed with uh, four or five of the top partnerships some smaller ones and after a year of research um, I landed I was up here and decided to pull the trigger with Terry Finley at West Point and and it just so happened he had a colt debuting and he had some shares left Uh, it was like uh, right at the end of the at the end of the meet so we went in and and bought five percent of the horse and um and uh, so he's entered on, on Monday, and you know, we were supposed to leave on Sunday. I go get a, buy a suit and everything, first <laughs> time in the paddock. And anyway, so go to the paddock, and Shane Sellers was riding. Pat Byrne was, was training. So I'll, I'll never forget, uh, Terry must uh, talked to Shane on the side because he bypasses everybody. He comes up to me, and he goes, We're going to get the job done for you, son. Don't worry <laughs> about it. And I'm, I'm ready to starting to cry. I'm in the paddock, first time after coming here since 1980. Anyway, needless to say, the colt breaks, going six and a half. Big colt, he, he he goes to his knees, just about, and then he gets up, circles the field, and he draws off and wins for fun, right? So welcome to
1: racing. Yeah, I can't believe it. my first Cristiano. start.
3: So now I am kind of teared up uh, at, at the time, but I'll never forget it. You can almost see it in the winter circle picture. You know, Shane's looking at me, and he just says, "We got you now, sucker." He <laughs> said that right from the ho- on the horse's back. So now I'm really excited and. I go back. To, I'm working at, on Wall Street at the time, and I go back the following. I had the, the tape. I go back. I order six pizzas. I invite all the executives in. We're watching <laughs> the race, screaming. I literally go back to my desk, and it's Terry Finley calls. Terry, what's up? He goes, I got great news for you. He goes, what? what what's that, Terry? He goes, well, uh, Skydish Halo. We got an offer five times what we paid what you paid for him last week, and and uh, you know we already you you get to vote, but we already voted to sell. I go, well, what's the good news? I said, "You told me to get in this business, you know, for the thrills or whatever, not for the money." And i I go, and he was going to be stable. I was living in Great Neck, right down the block from me. And- so anyway, so I, I quadrupled whatever my money, but anyway, that, just an unbelievable beginning to, to, to the career as an owner, you know.
1: Some people. But I win. love that story. Boom, you win the first and then it, you're, it's you're sold. And, oh, yeah, you tripled, quadrupled your money. It's like, yeah, what's the good news? Yeah, <laughs> That's and exactly got, the way I said and then it. And then the horse went on one of the laurels. Uh, he tour. was very, very, you know,
3: the horse was on the derby trail, actually. Uh, Mr. Oxley bought him, and uh, he was the second or first choice in the Florida Derby, and um, and, uh, and then he, I think he he grabbed a quarter in the Arkansas Derby or something. And he didn't make, but he did win that the big New York bred race, the Empire uh, Classic, you know, you know, like the following right. year as a four year old, I believe. So he was a very nice colt, you know. Don't get me wrong, but but hey, look, I've learned now in 24 years of doing this, you know, you you have to take the money off the table yeah, 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 most of the time yeah, yeah. it's it's the right play so. uh, but was, it's a great story knew I, I, I had to have you tell that again though <laughs> uh and, and
1: getting back i always ask people uh we've talked to you before but for folks who are just kind of tuning in and learning a little bit about you you got into the game uh, uh kind of like me uh, you were a fan of harness racing first Oh
3: yeah, I grew up in the Bronx, you know, and uh, I used to go to Yonkers and Roosevelt Raceway, yeah, I and used then to across the
1: street for me.
4: And then yeah.
3: a, a good buddy of mine uh, that I went to high school and, and college with, uh, you know, said, "Let's go out to see the thoroughbreds," and and I was hooked. As a matter of fact, I came up here with him in 1980, a day trip from the Bronx, and I haven't missed a year since. Long story short, yeah. I, I just you know I fell in love with the place, and and then uh, and I was fortunate enough at age 47 uh, to switch careers in 2002 to, to start working for West Point, and. And went on to work for Sovereign Stable and so on. So, uh, and then after a brief retirement, well, four years, um, you know, uh, as you know, about a year ago this time, uh, I, I uh, signed up with uh, Matt Couture as an advisor for Adelphi Racing, it's been a, a fun year. I've really enjoyed it. He's he's got a great team he's put together. Yeah,
1: I had Matt in last year, and I, I saw mm-hmm. him uh, a week and a half or so ago, and I said we have to get you in again because he. he He's uh, a fun guy and a good guy to have in the game. Enthusiastic, and I think he's doing it right. And talk a little bit about it. A, I just like the name, and I think the name has the mindset. It's not Racing Stable well, or one of. It's, it's the Adelphi Racing Club, Club. and yeah, I like that that kind of thought process.
3: You know, M- Matt told me when I started um, that you know he wanted to surround himself with people he wants to be around. That's what that's that was his goal. And you know, in this game, you know. I'll be honest with you. You know, I have, you, know you have a roll of so to speak. And so when I when I heard that, I went down and go, "This is a yes. This is a yes. This is a no." You know, the people didn't really yeah, yeah. appreciate the the, the partnership side yeah. part, and didn't have the patience. Or, so, and that's exactly how we approached it. And I think he's he's real happy with the folks that migrated over from my West Point and sovereign days. And. Uh, and, and we're all having a good time. And its it, it really is like a club. It feels like has that feel to it.
1: Well, I, I can tell you, and we'll, we'll watch here. We'll go back to July 30th, uh, race number three. It's going to be number three certified lover boy getting it done. Ray Handel and a, and a partnership that included uh, the Adelphi Racing Club. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, I had the guys from the HHH Racing Podcast on with me. Howard Kravitz is an Adelphi <laughs> member. And I went down to the winner's circle afterwards, and I – I can guarantee there are some smiles on the face, as there always are, when these partnerships went up at Saratoga, and so mission accomplished with Certified Lover Boy.
3: And that was his uh, first trip to the Winter Circle yeah. at the Spa, and he, he was he was very emotional, as yeah. I was twenty-something years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was very was, good. It was a great one. Um, and I, I don't know whether we saw the replay there of Certified Lover Boy, but. Uh, uh, again, we did show the uh, the web address, and if folks are interested in getting involved, they can visit the website, but also if they see you or Matt around the track. Yeah. We're here every day.
3: Uh, absolutely. Just stop us, and we'll be glad to chat and uh, tell you about our program.
1: Um, also wanted to pull up uh, another Adelphi horse going to earlier this year because uh, um, we mentioned this one earlier in the meet a couple of weeks ago. I had Katie Davis on, uh, who is very good, as you know. Uh had... had Plenty of compliments about that interview. Very enthusiastic. <laughs> but she was a nice uh, uh, rider winner for Funny How in the Broadway. So you got a nice little stakes victory with Funny How earlier this year. And has been a nice horse for Delphi. But, again, nice stakes victory going back to February down at Aqueduct.
3: Yeah, Seth, I, I tell you, uh, she gave us quite a, a bunch of quite a few thrills down at aqueduct reeled off five in a row including the stakes and then uh, we gave her a little time uh, a few months ago we, we uh, sent her to patty hogan's farm just to be a horse for a couple of months and back in full training now just had our second breeze nice easy half the other day uh we're not going to rush to make this meet and when you look at her record five for five at aqueduct yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. i mean why rush yeah. to make this meet uh, if, she, if she was telling us she was ready, we would have. But it looks now that it will be early uh, September at Aqueduct. And which will, which again it.
1: will be Aqueduct. Again. Yeah, it, it, aqueduct
3: yeah, to Belmont, yeah, right? Whatever. Bel- Belmont at Aqueduct. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Yeah, so, yeah, which is but totally, she's a real nice, yeah, she's made close to $300,000, a nice New York bread with, with a nice little uh, pedigree, too, as
1: well. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what may be coming up uh, when you sat down you mentioned hard par. talk a little bit about that one
3: yeah that was an interesting horse you know, as, as I'm not telling tales out of school Ray doesn't usually get his horses cranked up first time the numbers support that so we didn't really expect much we were hoping to get a, little, a nice little run out of hard par uh, on the grass earlier in the meet and and gosh, it's like the light bulb went on during the race, you yeah. know, and, and he came running and got a nice second at 31 to 1. So I think now we're pointing for a race on the 24th. Uh, even though she, uh, the horse's bred, the colt's bred to go a little longer, we're going to try five and a half again um, and, and think we'll be a little bit closer. And again, uh, she, uh, he had a breeze the other day that was really sharp, a really nice breeze. So we'll look forward to that race on the 24th. But, again, you know, with the turf up here, we just got to keep our fingers crossed that yeah, the, uh, the weather holds yeah,
1: and all that stuff. Playing outdoors, and certainly uh, this summer we've had some wet weather. But, again, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Also wanted to talk about another one uh, that ran well earlier in the meet. We're going to go back and uh, take a look back August 3rd. You're going to run second to uh, George Weaver, August Dawn, uh, uh, Bill Parcells runner. Let's go big blue, appropriately named for Bill Parcells. Mm-hmm. But uh, running second, number five, Gem Ten. Good little second place finish, and uh, that one will be coming back later in the meet as well
3: yep that's on august twenty seventh uh we'll go a mile on the sixteenth on the grass there and yeah that, that i mean bill's horse is a, a really nice horse yeah, yeah, a, very absolutely. successful uh, last year and and, uh, and came out running on, th- on that day. But we, you know, we we were right there. I think we got beat at length, three quarters. And uh, we, we had tried the uh, uh, we had entered in the uh, stallion series stakes and he had a little bit of an abscess in a foot. So we went back to the allowance uh, option and and it worked out great. We were real pleased with that second.
1: Uh, and uh, again, a fairly lately raced, So uh, still some upside potential uh, there you would have to think. Um, and then coming up uh, tomorrow you have In the finale, Rayoum, kind of hung up on the outside. Um, I like the horse, but the post position concerned me a little bit. But it's the third start back this season, Christophe clement uh, training. What are your thoughts tomorrow on Rayoum?
3: Yeah, you know that's a mayor that, a uh, five year old mayor that uh, was very impressive, uh, had a good run in uh, uh, open company, I guess, here. And then I guess uh, Joey Miggs, who does our bloodstock work, um, I, we're going to look at her as, uh, as a, um, a broodmare prospect. And had a little a little soft tissue injury blah 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 and the vet said this thing can heal and so we ended up buying her wow. and and giving her the time and now she's she hasn't had a hiccup in our training or racing and we think third off the layoff now like you said we're not thrilled about the post it seems like uh, Matt will confirm this that uh, this whole meet, or actually going back to the spring we either draw the rail with babies or, or no. the ten post we haven't had a lot a lot of luck with rail draws I mean with our post position draws but but anyway we do expect uh, improvement. Third out, third off the layoff, and uh,
1: we'll see if she can get the job done. Are oh, you getting some inside info from now? From what? You, from NATO, you said. From, what? But he, he, you said NATO confirmed the. What? I, oh no, Matt!
3: will confirm that Matt uh, Matt Coutel oh, oh, how oh, bad oh, 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 post positions. Right, we were right, kidding right. about it the other day. We can't catch a break yeah, yeah, yeah. when they when they pull yeah, the, uh, the post position. draw. catch That's
1: um, But yeah, that, that wasn't a close-up second-place finish uh, against the open company up here last year. Yep. So maybe a, exactly. Let's see if we got a little horse for a course working there. Give us an idea of uh, Adelphi. What? What kinds of horses are you looking for? I mean, do you play the claiming game? Do you go to the sales? What's, what's your a little
3: bit of everything. I think last year we got three at this New York Bread Sale, so we will be active. Oh, okay. Matt and Joe Migliore will be active at that um, this sale. But he, he's open to anything. We'll you know we'll buy private purchases. We'll we'll buy a piece of a horse through a private purchase or a, or the entire horse claiming. He's claimed some horses over the years, so it's a wide spectrum. And, and at the sales, you know, we're looking at those you know good ath- athletes. He's not necessarily looking for the best pedigree, you know. That, that 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 old story. Just to, you know, good runners and and to, for, for all folks to have some fun at the racetrack, you know, at the races. So um, you know, that's kind of a broad spectrum, I guess. Is what. Uh, and,
1: and again, uh, you know, you talk about the New York sale. The New York bread program is so lucrative that it's, it's it pay, as they purses, say, it pays to have New York
3: bred. Gosh, these purses have just been incredible, and. Um, and then, and then again, if you if you on the breeding side, you get the bonuses. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's an incredible program. Yeah, too. I think people don't. Uh, we have I've, a lot of New York breads. I've mentioned <laughs> it. Do. Yeah,
1: I've mentioned it a few times already this week. I don't think people realize if you're the breeder, you 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 are tied in with the New York bread as the career continues because if they win, you still get a check. It's a great program. Yeah, very good, um, and. Uh, always with the the partnerships like to talk a little bit about the social aspect as well which is so prominent up here at Saratoga oh. if you get in and you're you're interested in a partnership and again we have the website up there you can yeah. you can check out Adel delfire that you see Richer or Matt at the track ask them but Up here at Saratoga, you you go in the paddock, hopefully you go in the winter circle, but you go to the backside as well. And and again, as we mentioned, Delphi Racing Club, you're just hopefully matching up with a bunch of like-minded people and just having a great time.
3: I think I mentioned this last year, but I can't tell you how many people that I introduced, you know, were lifelong gamblers like myself and introduced to ownership. And they've told me flat out now the most the, the best part of their day up here at Saratoga is grabbing that cup of coffee and going under the rail and watching the horses train. And they, they still go to the track yeah. and gamble, but they many of them have told me that it, these mornings are just so special and they've really become and even with families, like the kids come out and they, they really enjoy it. And yeah. the spouses it's great.
1: I I can tell you Howard Kravitz the other day and then we had him on the show and he reiterated it was it was a, a highlight for him and his horse racing career to get a win up here at yep. Saratoga. And there was a big winner circle that day, too. You it was. <laughs> and we're partners with some other, some amazing. Oh, that, yeah, that, that was a number of, yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, that just, a couple other that just uh, multiplies the, yeah. the fun uh, it, as it, well. So, uh, again, Rich, uh, appreciate the visit and the conversation about Adelphi. Uh, and uh, wish you and, and Matt uh, and the, all the partners a lot of good luck going forward with the horses we've talked about. Uh, and beyond. And again, if folks want to learn more, uh, check out the website also. But appreciate Thanks very much. Thanks, Ed. Thanks for having me on. All right, appreciate we'll it. take a break. When we come back, Jamie Beg will join us. We'll talk a little bit about his training career and more. Stay tuned. Watch the races when you can be in the middle of the action. For nearly 20 years, Bonaventure Stables' share-based ownership program has made thoroughbred ownership affordable for the everyday fan. Ownerships of 5 and 10% are
0: now available on a nice selection of horses. As a partial owner with Bonaventure Stables, you'll enjoy all the benefits afforded every owner. Visit with
1: your horse in the private stable area. Greet the trainers and jockeys in the paddock. And when your horse wins, savor the moment in the winner's circle at Saratoga, Belmont, Aqueduct, or wherever you bring home the
0: prize. Based in historic Saratoga Springs, Bonaventure Stables has
1: been training winners and creating memories since 2005. Learn more, see available horses, and meet our team at bonaventurestables.com. Welcome back to Racing Across America. Happy to be joined now by Jamie Beg, trainer, uh, former assistant to Mark Cassie. Uh, we'll talk in a moment about his tie-in to one of the Triple Crown race victories from just a few years ago. We were down at Belmont for that, um, but uh, happy to have Jamie on board. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Very good. Uh, happy to have you on board. And always, when we get people in here for the first time, first I have to uh, once again applaud you. Just before we went on the air, I said, is that your dog? Kind of sitting in the golf cart you brought up.
4: Well-mannered yeah yeah he's kind of everyone around here knows him he actually some people will call out to him and i don't know who they are so (laughs) he knows he might know more people than i do
1: that's very good uh so he likes hanging out uh around the horses at the
4: barn yeah yeah he's pretty he's pretty laid back he likes saratoga so he's always excited when we come up for the summer
1: hanging in the car very good what kind of dog is he
4: uh he's a mutt i I, I rescued him from uh up from the pound in south carolina Oh,
1: nice yeah very good very good uh, again, when we get people here for the first time, I always like to kind of uh, introduce our audience to you and, and get a little background. And from reading myself, it sounds like you're co- you came from a horse racing background.
4: Yeah, yeah. My uh, my grandfather owned and raced some horses. He bred a couple, and then my dad they have a pretty they had a pretty successful breeding operation. They've kind of cut back. They own a couple race horses here and there, and like one broodmare. And then yeah, I, I bred and sold for a while before I. Moved over to the racetrack. Okay. For a little more action.
1: And you're from Canada originally. Correct. Yeah. So uh, up there with your family, what was home base? Woodbine, or?
4: Yeah. Yeah. We ran a lot of horses at Woodbine. Um, we we were based out of uh, King City, Ontario originally, which was a big big breeding area before, obviously, kind of the sprawl from Toronto has has pushed that further yeah. further west and north. So uh,
1: we. The pandemic kind of put a stop on it, but we've we've gone out to Woodbine for the Queen's Plate, now the King's Plate, and the yep. Woodbine Mile a few times. Really nice facility up there, Yeah. and the people are nice, and the, the the track is is certainly a lot of fun. And I saw going through Equibase, you still have horses, or at least one one of your horses
4: is. Yeah, I have a, I have a couple up there. I I tried to do send a send a full string up there, and it was just kind of a logistics. We had a bit of a logistics issue, so I kind of. Waited in this year, kind of get the lay of it, and I think next year we'll probably try and do a lot, a lot more up there, especially with the the Tapita coming in at Belmont. I kind of want to uh, make that kind of connection yeah, where yeah, their yeah. horses can use this as a winter circuit. Yeah. Horses that are like lightly raced up there. So, um, so where are you based now? Belmont Park. Okay. Like Saratoga for the summer, but Belmont the rest of the year. All right,
1: uh, and. and- also wanted to pull up, uh, going back to, uh, about speaking of Belmont, July 9th, we'll look at a winner of yours, uh, number two, Liberty Flame. Again, this is going back to uh, July 9th. Uh, this horse subsequently had a start up here as well, but uh, came into this meet with a win. Then when you came up here, you you, uh, you moved up a little bit class-wise uh, with Liberty Flame. Um, again, had run earlier in the meet. Will we see Liberty, Liberty Flame again up here at Saratoga?
4: Yeah, we're, we're going to kind of, we kind of took a, a little bit of a swing yeah. off the wind, you know what I mean, put with Omar riding her, and it just didn't turn out. She she kind of needs, she needs her race kind of set up a certain way, and it didn't set up for her, but I think she may have been outclassed anyways, whether she got the trip or not. So, we'll put her in a, a much more reasonable spot next time, and hopefully she can come back. She's done very well for me. We claimed her for 25, and she's either been first, second, or third, and three of her five starts with me, so
1: that's nice uh, yeah are you a player of the claiming game
4: yeah yeah I'm um, actually uh, a bigger client of mine who owns some some two-year-olds and some jump horses and stuff Patrick Lewis um, this this winter we started kind of doing a thing where we were going like 5050 on horses and he kind of let me run the whole thing and we were you know what I mean we did very well you know what I mean financially and you know what I mean got a few wins with the group and he he He's a bond trader, so he really likes the, the the pace and the trading of the of the claiming game, and it's different from a lot of the other stuff he's done. So it's been it's been good.
1: Seems like the guys from Wall Street they appreciate that. Yeah, the it's just what's well,
4: the trading? <laughs> I think they like the, yeah. the, the the pace of it as opposed to the development. Which, like I said, he's had you know, I mean, he owns pieces of red carpet ready, and some and some we have some two year olds for him as well, and he has jump horses. So he's played the slow game. And he kind of he he's kind of done a lot of a lot of it. So he, he but he does he likes that. He thinks that's kind of fun.
1: Have you been participating up here? Because I'm up in the press box, and, and they'll call out uh, after a race. You know, oh, this one's kind of yeah. Is Twenty way shake or is the, yeah. it's well, tough up here. We got
4: yeah. We had a little. We you know what I mean we had dreams coming in here. We were real aggressive in the in the claim box. We actually got out shook 13 times before we got a claim, but. We've gotten two now for that group, or, and uh, and I have some other guys that have claimed a couple. So I've I've claimed four up here, and we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep going. So yeah, no, it's nuclear up there with the, yeah. the claims.
1: Uh, so how many horses do you have up here?
4: Uh, I have twenty. Still have horses down at Belmont? No, nothing at Belmont. Okay. I have a couple up at like the couple up at Woodbine, and then the the ones here. So, so
1: where are you based here?
4: uh i have the majority of them are on the oklahoma side but i also have some horses over on the harness track
1: you ever you ever use clear court
4: yeah and that, that's actually kind of how i've i've set it up with some of them like making a decision on where to put them i had a few a few two-year-olds or like quirky horses that uh at belmont you know i mean that you had to kind of work with them and and there's been two or three that i sent over to the harness track that have used clear court and they've actually like. Blossomed.
1: That's what trainers say. But I've had yeah. it in here before. The, the clear court is kind of all, almost a mental relaxation place for the horses. We
4: actually, when I worked for Mark, we had a horse, Jack and Noah, and he was a very good turf sprinter. And he was kind of a, a fickle horse. And and uh, along with Shane Tripp, who's now his assistant, running up here. Um, he would take the horse down to Clare Court every day, and that horse did it did wonders for that horse too. He loved it, so I, I'm I'm a I'm a firm advocate that yeah. they're mentally or physically whichever. That Clare, I'm a big yeah. Proponent we're um, of we're obviously big
1: fans because we get to sit here every morning yeah. and have them work out behind us. It's great visually, yeah. but talking to trainers over the years, it's just it's very calm and relaxed back here, and it's well, a whole different atmosphere, especially with
4: Saratoga. Like Saratoga is a very a very stre- like it's fun and yeah, it's great. Yeah. Everyone loves it, but it is a, it is a stressful horse and or stressful place and and there are horses that don't don't take kindly to that. Yeah. and and the fact that there's a little kind of serene area that they can they can be Absolutely. have their zen their zen time is <laughs> is always great.
1: Uh, speaking of zen time, I want to know about your zen time. Going back and again, we kind of alluded to it, but you were an assistant for Mark Cassie uh, yeah. before you went on on your own, and so I did uh, want to touch a little bit. Again, we were down there for OTV covering uh, the Belmont in 2019, and we're going to watch the win. Sir Winston will get it done for Mark Cassie, but I, I went into the, the press room afterwards, um, and, and Mark was giving you a lot of credit because you were taking care of the New York Spring then. And I'm just curious as to what it's like to, to be involved with, with a, a win in a triple crown race.
4: Uh, it's 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 pretty it's pretty surreal i got watching the video now i'm getting goosebumps again but uh, yeah it's 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 pretty surreal like i said there's there's a lot of things like if you know the you know i mean if you know the game you know a lot of things about this that and the other but there's a lot of people that don't understand industries and there's only certain things that a kind of a, a not a not not a knowledgeable person would know about this so like the fact that you can tell someone like I want a breers Cup, or I want a Belmont, or a Derby. These are things that they'll actually yeah. they can wrap their head around, as opposed to you know what I mean if you're like oh I trade at this racetrack and they're like I I don't know what any of that means. So the yeah. idea that that's always a cool thing is that you yeah you can, you're sitting next to
1: somebody on a plane you know, yeah exactly and say, hey, I want hey, i want a Triple Crown race yeah. and all of a sudden so. there. Their
4: interest uh, peaks up, but again, uh,
1: I will also reiterate. Uh, down there, Mark gave you a lot of credit for the horse, so yeah. that it had to be extra special. Well, that
4: was yeah. That horse was he was all heart, so yeah. that was I think that race set up well for him. The farmers are great, you know. What I mean, they've done very well in in New York, and so.
1: Uh, again, when I get trainers in here, I also like to give a little background. That's why I said we talked. We've talked about bringing horses to Claire Court and whatnot. Talk a little bit about as a trainer the condition book and, and what you do and when it is it when a new condition book comes out immediately you sit down and go through and try to find out okay I can put this one here this one here this one here how does a trainer work with a new condition book
4: yeah like in today's day and age the owners start to get a hold of them so you usually get when the condition okay. book comes out they usually you start getting the tap, your phone starts blowing up but um, yeah a little bit of that sometimes sometimes it's better for like with the developing of the horse and whatever if they've not if they're not running or you don't really know you're not like i'm hoping waiting for the new book for the horse sometimes it's better just to keep training them and then let them and then when they're ready then you start looking because if if you look too early sometimes you can kind of uh, push your schedule yeah, yeah, yeah. the wrong way yeah. and and kind of put yourself in a in a bind so it's you know what i mean you got it's kind of here and there yeah you and gotta...
1: i hadn't even thought about that but you're probably right you you if you're anticipating a little too much you, yeah. you may make the move you may make it uh, yeah you yeah. might
4: make a move too soon or you might do this or that but it's always good that you need to know you know what i mean like yeah. most horses i know where they could go and it's more of a, a likelihood of will will is that a reasonable spot and especially with the two-year-olds like i usually tell the guys there's a race here don't get your hopes up, yeah, yeah. but it's there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. If everything goes right, which, you know what I mean, when it comes to yeah. horses, yeah. happens about, you know what I mean? <laughs> 60% of the time, it happens every time. So.
1: Uh, and, it, you know, obviously up here, everything is a lot tougher, particularly the two-year-old races. But uh, um, talk a little bit about up here. Um, and you alluded to it already, uh, Saratoga. But talk about Saratoga versus being downstate, just on a day-to-day basis for, for the trainer. Because I think up here there's also a little bit of a social aspect as well. So I'm imagining the day gets maybe a little bit longer.
4: Yeah, for the, the days are longer. And the other thing I'd say is that at Belmont, a lot of the time, you kind of just you do your training schedule and everything based around – there's not as much of a sudoku of, of dealing with which owners will come early – like, you don't want to work around them that much, but you do have, you know what I mean, at the end of the day, that is their animal, yeah. and, and if they're coming up and they're trying to bring the family or whatever, you'd like to, if, if at all possible, to to help them sure. see, yeah. you know what I mean, see their horse train. So there's a lot more organization when it comes to all that and lining everything up properly, and it can get, can get a little stressful up here for that reason, yeah. as opposed to just going in and doing, going through your, your motions, but... But it's good because there's a lot of guys that, that they get hyped for this. You know what I mean? It keeps them, keeps them interested. They get, you know what I mean? They're they're excited for this, and yeah. it keeps them in the game. So yeah. anything that helps the game is good. If yeah. everywhere could be like Saratoga, we'd be in a lot, yeah, no, lot better shape. So.
1: Definitely have the special sauce up here, and it's great to see. And I, it's always fun to see men, women, young, old. And mm. you go through the backyard and you see all that. But speaking of young, uh, when you sat down, I asked you because uh, – I was looking either on your social media or, or your website and saw uh, you purchased a, a Philly uh, going back to uh, May of this year down at the Facing Tipton sale uh, by Leia out of Princess Consort. Um, worked 10 flat before the sale and you jumped in and picked that one up. I have the, the auction page here, a lot of nice black type on the page. Have we named this one yet? And is she training? And will we see her up here?
4: Yeah, I'm not sure. We're, we're you know, I mean, I don't believe she'll probably run up here. She is up here training. Um, she her name is uh, Baroness Bourbon, and she's uh, she's of the with the uh, the Bourbon Lane group. Okay. So. Oh, I
1: know some guys involved. Yeah. In that.
4: So Mike Mike McMahon, I met probably three years ago, and we went in on a horse together, and and we kind of we'll go fifty fifty. But I'll he'll bring in his clients. I'll bring in my clients, and we kind of. Kind of find horses that we both like, and kind of manage some smaller, smaller guys. If you've if you've seen maybe in the program, there's a few horses I have that have quite a few, quite a few names attached to them. So that filly's one of one of those, and uh, yeah, we kind of went through the sale, and, and she, we thought we thought she was kind of going to be a little, a little undervalued for what she is, especially on paper. So we had that kind of a fallback, and uh, we weren't we weren't we kind of had a number in mind we went to it but it was funny after the sale we kind of call around and you say who's 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 in and who's out and uh, we both texted each other saying uh can we have can we have a little more percentage from each side and I was like well and I was like well that was quick I said I almost I almost wish we had <laughs> bought another one if I knew we had this much interest so yeah but she's been good um, I've kind of taken my time with her. She's a little smaller, and we've been we've been bringing her along slowly. But she's up here. But she is up here. Yeah, she worked the other day. So
1: uh, over on the Oklahoma side. Uh,
4: the other day, she worked on the main track. Okay. She's worked one, twice on the Oklahoma, once on the main track since she's been up here.
1: Uh, and again, for people who aren't familiar, that's a, that's a good point too. Since you are over there and Workhorses, both uh, talk a little bit about. Uh, morning hours training, the difference main track versus Oklahoma, how do you decide to go to one or the other?
4: Um, Like I would say that the Oklahoma is kind of my main track, so everyone kind of goes there in the morning. I have a a small crew that does the harness track stuff, and so we'll get a couple sets out and then I'll send a guy over there to kind of get them started over here. It kind of depends on the day. A lot of times there's some horses that are at the Oklahoma and horses that are at the, the harness track that would maybe be good company together breezing. So a lot of times those are ones we'd breeze on the main track because it's a a kind of a central meeting location. And so we'll do that. You know, sometimes I breeze depending on, I kind of do it based off track condition, et cetera, which which, there's been a lot of rain. So there's been a lot of working around which track has handled the water better or is doing better that day for that kind of decision. Do you work
1: most of them in company?
4: I work a lot of them in company. Well, I have a lot of I have a bunch of babies, so most of the babies have to work in company. Even the older horses, the odd the odd older horse that's keen or whatever, those they're just better off not just going working by themselves. But but you know, I mean, for the most part, having at least someone to compete with in the morning yeah. and get a gauge. If you know a horse is doing well and you're not sure another one, and then it's able to outwork the one that's doing well, you're like, well, obviously we're in. We're in good yeah. shape there, so. And,
1: that, and from a handicapping perspective, you get a lot of that from the, the clockers that are watching in the morning as yeah. well. It's not just how they work, it's how they're going with a, a workmate and whatnot. Uh, Baroness Bourbon, again, looking at the uh, auction page, a registered New York bread. Nice to have a New York bread. It, uh, yeah. it, 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 uh, the New York bread program offers so much money.
4: Yeah, a lot of the, like especially the McMahon horses, I they're usually New York breads when we buy into them together. And, and a lot of the ones that I try and like own in on i try to do just the new york because you have that angle like even even claiming wise the idea that if it does become a good enough horse it can step you know yeah. I mean, a claiming horse it's easier to make that jump especially in new york from claiming to allowance yeah. if it if you have state bred conditions so
1: yeah no it's a it's a great program and uh i'm always envious of particularly if you get a good new york bred and they can go to open company too they have all kinds of options
4: yeah. well and they have the program the thing up here for the summer where the those horses get bonus money yeah. on top of it yeah, too and you look so. at
1: those purses and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're already big I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah uh jamie really appreciate the uh, the visit and uh certainly wishing a lot of good luck going forward uh with some of these babies and some of the other horses as well but appreciate uh hearing about the the career so far and as i say good luck going forward appreciate it all right jamie bay uh we will take uh oh no i was gonna say we'll take a break but we will wrap it up for uh this edition of racing across america friday morning uh version of racing across america will lead into a saturday as far as coming back here uh on the network but plenty of racing action through the remainder of the day uh saratoga we have the full card at delmar coming up a little bit later on don't forget it's t-shirt day here at the track down at the clubhouse race book cookout day so keep that in mind one to five today um Online show pool, Sunday show pool, opens up at about noontime, so keep that in mind as well. Otherwise, we'll wrap it up for this Friday. We'll be back in tomorrow, Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Handicapper Support, 10 a.m. Racing Across America. We'll see you back. Capital O.T.V. is now streaming live on Roku. The RTN Racing Channel on Roku lets you watch OTB TV live through your Roku device or your Amazon Fire Stick, rather than being limited to computers and mobile devices, which means you can now watch OTB live wherever you are. Simply open Roku, scroll to find the RTN Channel, then click on OTB TV. OTB TV on Roku. Try it now.
0: The Clubhouse Racebook is the Capital Region's new home for racing and sports. 25,000 square feet of Vegas-style action with live wagering on the best horse racing from around the world. 260 flat-screen televisions and state-of-the-art wagering terminals. So don't miss out. The fun is only minutes away at 711 Central Avenue, Albany, just off exit 5 of I-90. And don't forget, if you can't make it to the Clubhouse, you can always wager online 24-7 at CapitalOTV.com.
1: Come on.
0: I want sales reports on my desk by Monday. Oops. My bad. Love racing? RTN brings you every live simulcast on your home television, plus live video streaming and race replays on your PC and mobile devices. To order, visit rtn.tv. RTN, a breed apart. You've been watching Racing Across America. Racing Across America has been brought to you by Pinnell's Restaurant, a Saratoga tradition since 1922. 284 Jefferson Street, Saratoga, just minutes from the track. And the Clubhouse Racebook, 711 Central Avenue, Albany. When you can't make it to the track, make it to the Clubhouse Racebook.